With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Winter, spring, summer, fall, seasons change, we still keep it together. Hey, Beverly Hills 90210 fans, are you ready to dive deep? Episode by episode. Storyline by storyline, character by character, as we break down the making of your favorite zip code with your host, Charles <laughs> Rose. Did I say that? Yeah. Harry Mullen. thing about the, the, the real person, and we go, what? We're getting rid of this guy. Pete Ferrero. I'm feeling wonderful. <laughs> Kathleen looks crush, TV crushworthy. Like so many special guests. And all your questions. Live on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, here we are back on the Beverly Hills 90210 Show for a shocking episode, right? I'm shocked. I'm shocked already. We're going to be talking about the shocking moments off screen and on screen. Chuck, I know we were talking before. You've got some good ones. Larry, do you have some good ones? Uh, I obviously, the, you know, the, the, the most obvious ones I also have, but I have some other ones which I think were really sneaky ones. And I have, a, you know, one personal one, of course. Speaking of personal things, I want to just plug right at the top oh, LarryMullen.com, yes. right? Let's get what's going on yes, here. You know, people have been getting the book. You know, there's a trilogy of books. This is the first one. And the second one it's is and the, and the third one uh, is Road to Shambhala. It will be available on Amazon at the right price, free delivery, I think, by the end of next week. But if you buy all three, imagine the third one here, uh, you know, there's a special lottery for really cool memorabilia. If you buy just one, you get a signed script. This is amazing. So that's, so the promotion goes to April 15th. It's LarryMullen.com. That's where they can get all this stuff. And you will love it. Very adult stuff. Lots of kissing. <laughs> the, pr- the promotion is ending, Larry, because you're you're going back to the East Coast. That's that's right. That's the only reason. Right. Um, also, want to plug. Well, it's a couple of people's birthdays today, right? So we have Ian Ziering's birthday today. A shout out to our friend Ian. Happy birthday. Did you did you guys? Uh, well, you wrote a whole birthday episode for him. Uh, yeah, man. Right? We had the Goo Goo Dolls, and we had a cake in the shape of a Corvette. I think that's right. You know, it was- did you spend any birthdays with uh, with uh, Ian's earring, Chuck? Do you have any recollections of saying happy birthday somewhere along the way? Yes, I believe I went to uh, a birthday party of his hmm. at uh, the hotel in um, across from the Beverly Center, um, and uh, it a good time was had by all. That's great. All right. Uh, I also want to plug uh, this thing that we got. Oh, and also, it's also Lisa. Our, you know, Lisa's a, one of our podcast people that we've hung out with, Chuck and Larry. You know Lisa. It's her birthday today as well, so I want to make sure that we say happy birthday there. Happy birthday. Lisa. Happy birthday. Happy Waiting for you on the deck. Happy birthday. Come back. <laughs> and we had Jamie Walters send her a little message, so that was really fun. Oh, wow. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, okay. This is this is cool. So uh, Beverly Hills, we were asked. I'm excited. to. We weren't just asked, but we are excited to talk about. Name that tune. Do you guys know what name that tune is? We grew up with it like Chuck did. I mean, we did a note. 
a big deal, you know. I can name <laughs> that tune in three notes. <laughs> okay, well, and then we used to, and then I made the all the writers play my game variation in the writers' room called uh, relative to subplots. I can do that subplot in three beats. Three, three beats. Did you, you did know? you did you play that, Larry? Did you play that? Yeah, you had Chip played. Larry played. How many beats would it take to tell the story? How many beats would it take to tell the story? And it would be kind of that. And I and my friend and and there was a time back when when Kathy Lee Gifford I know was, that is. was the singing the male singing host was my friend um Steve March mm. um Mel Torme's son who lives in wow. northern Wisconsin now and well, can talk sports like both of you yeah. I mean really a sports maven I, I love Steve Steve you don't name that tune it was black and white when I first started watching it, it oh I remember that show. yes I'm talking about the syndicated version yeah. but I remember the black and white one of course well, we, we're going to plug away because it's coming back. It's going to be on Fox. And what's really cool is Ian and Jenny um, are going to be on competing in Name That Tune. And that's yeah. going to be happening uh, on April 5th at 9 o'clock on Fox. So make sure everybody, all of our listeners and viewers, go out and, and watch this episode because it's going to be really awesome to see them back on something together. It's, yeah. it's uh, Kelly and Steve, right? I wonder if they'll do the song, uh, the acapella song, you know, from uh, Things to Do on a Rainy Day. No, or, uh, I mean, you know, on, on the promo, they actually have the 90210 theme. And Jenny goes, I recognize that. <laughs> well, I, I Jenny, yeah. Jenny, by the way, is really good at these game shows. She, like, killed it at Wheel of Fortune. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, do you think, hopefully, her music history is, uh, you know, I know she has a problem remembering uh, <laughs> things for the Only podcast. the ones we license because she can't find them anywhere. That's. <laughs> That's right. She has different versions of the songs in her head now because she watches it on Hulu. Yeah. Uh, I want to also plug our friend uh, Kathleen Robertson's new show is coming out, Swimming with Sharks. That's going to be on Roku Channel. Uh, she was the showrunner and writer for that. That's April 15th. And I think that's all the things I have to plug right now. I am going to play an ad and we're going to come back with our panel. Well, well, well. When was the last time you checked out the Beverly Hills 90210 show shop? Because now it's loaded with so much more stuff. Did you ever want to join the gang at CU? Because now you can wear your official CU t-shirt. Or want to get into the fun with America zip codes? Represent with this cool swag. Or maybe you have an invite to the Peach Pit after dark and need the coolest shirt ever. We have loaded the store with so much more. So don't be a squeeze. Head over to Beverly Hills 90210showshop.com for all the latest goods. Uh, okay, here is our super panel of experts on this topic. Um, we have Erin Clements from today. How are you, Erin? It's good to see you. Hi, I'm great. It's great to see you all. Yeah, it's been a minute, huh? <laughs> okay. We also have Sarah here in from uh, Us Weekly. Uh, how's everything going in your neck of the woods, New Jersey, my old stomping grounds? New Jersey is fine. Um, I'm just so tired from the Oscars, but I'm going to do everything Whoa. I can to pretend that that didn't happen. And Wait, I'm, I want to. I want to. I do want to. I do want to ask all three yeah, of you. Talk about, about shocking, oh right? God, yeah. okay, but uh, but first, let's also say hi to Jessica Shaw. How's everything going in New York? All good. Hello. Um, wonderful. That's really awesome. Okay, I do want to talk about that shocking moment 
at the Oscars for you, for your perspective, the three of you, this is a big moment that's happened here. Um, I just want to get your perspective. What is your life's like when this breaks? I mean, Sarah at us weekly, I'm sure you're immediately like what the F is happening here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we work a full staff anyway. And then you just kind of pray that especially as the show, as it goes on, that it just gets more and more boring and that nothing happens because you want to sign off. But instead I worked until like one 30 in the morning um, just trying to come up with any sort of angle ever about anything to do with these people. And, you know, then of course, like everyone, is this fake? Is it real? Oh my God, crap. The rest of my night is ruined. <laughs> what about for you, Erin? How's it going? With I, think, I think I had a similar experience to Sarah's. I think it's, all you know, you kind of hope that the biggest moments are earlier, you know, in the night. And then um, obviously this was a very news heavy end to the Oscars. So it's a pretty late night. I think I um, worked till about like one or so. And what about you, Jessica? You, you've been, oh. you've been, you've been, very, you've been, you were live tweeting. I feel like. About, well, about the yes, I was on the text chain with with three of my best friends, and we all just lost it on the text chain. And uh, <laughs> some of that was coming to tweets at some point for you. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some tweets, and then and then I did my radio show the next morning, and we got a, a bazillion phone calls. People feel very strongly. Uh, Charles and Larry, how, what did you guys think of this? We're talking about, of course, well, you know, I, worked in, I worked in wrestling, so I knew it wasn't fake. <laughs> I, you know, uh, someone's. Why is it why is echoing there? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Hmm. Is it it me? might be you. Might be me. Me? Okay. Oh, it's Larry. Yeah. Okay, it's me. Yeah, we fixed it though. I think. Go ahead. Uh, you know, I worked in wrestling, so I kind of right away knew that it was not fake because there was no sense. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Chris Rock would have gone back like, "Oh my God!" You know, it would have been and it would have been funny. You know, and this yeah. was not funny. And then yeah. the sound went, the sound went off, so we all went back and heard the unedited version from like Australia. And because it got that doing, because he hit the microphone, it did seem kind of like a bit for that yeah. one Just second, like a rim yeah. shot, like a rim shot. Um, <clears throat> You know, what I always point to, Larry and I had a walk on the beach. We talked about it. But the one thing, Larry, is that one image. If you look at the way that Chris Rock looks as he says his infamous diss on, on this, he's got a lot of love on his face. He knows her. He knows the movies. They're in the, the world. And he says he makes a reference to it. But it says you. And then he says, that was, was nice. nice. That was nice. Putting her he down. That was nice. Like Which is what nice yes. like a softball it was a softball. That's what he said. Yeah. It was like a softball, and it was, you know. And so I'm not, you know, I taught comedy for a little bit as public <laughs> service for a lot of young guys. But I would be, you know, I think people have. I mean, Chris Rock actually is a, a comic, I believe, who doesn't really want to go on college campuses anymore. It's just it, it, his style of humor is 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 indeed not. Um, you know, uh, PC, for lack That's of a right. better way to describe it. It should get under our skin. It's just, you know, we, we need to get Yeah, it. it's too bad. It, and, and also, it really underscores how, uh, how you know, uh, Will Smith's got a lot on his mind. Let me just put it that way. Yeah. So. <laughs> we didn't really need to share all that. And then he made everything worse. Yeah, he sure speech. didn't. Was so the speech was bizarre. The speech was so weird. Yeah, great. Yeah. <laughs> trying to tie it into the movie role. And <laughs> <laughs> like this woman can't do anything. I she, I stood up for her. Like, I actually, well, I'm going to share my, I actually should have stopped the sound there. Yeah, apparently yeah. They came out. They tried to escort him out after that, and he wouldn't go. That's what I just. It was yeah, so bizarre, man. Came out today. I yeah. didn't realize that. Uh, I actually uh, sat next to him at a at a at a dinner 
for my my kids' elementary school, a private school in, in West LA, because I was one of the shills. He hadn't come into the school yet. So I was this was when we were 93, and I was one of the show business shills. Okay. Sit him in that same table, he'll feel comfortable. And this was with his first this was with his first wife. Oh. And what was but what was most memorable about it was that another parent of the Center for Early Education got up and played with the band after the auction, the live auction, in which the in which the prize was to go on tour with Bruce Springsteen and go on stage and plug in your guitar oh my when God. Anthony's gonna work and pretend you're playing. <laughs> yes. And it went for a lot of money what? and the song they played was indeed money. <laughs> that was, that you want to? That was my number wow. one Hollywood experience wow, of all time. Right. That's amazing. That you. is like my the LA. Life. I love Los Angeles education. That is what like I feel like the most that like that went for an auction was like a goldfish at my school. <laughs> but it's intense. And I, I mean, you guys, this is the only thing that you know that I'll be only talking about Will Smith this week. Is that what you guys just assumed? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's never ending, and I I can't decide if I think that they're like pretending now they tried to make him leave because people are so mad they didn't or if they actually did you don't really know anything anymore chris rock has his first show tonight sends everything in boston so we'll oh, see what, he? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 what do you think does he open with it or no I oh, mean, yeah. he's yeah. got to, right? He's the one to hide his actors telling yeah. truth telling truths i mean that's yeah. what it's about i mean just yeah but he'll pretend He'll pretend like it, it, like you know, like something go on. Like it, it, it's like that great moment that a, uh, Amy uh, that Amy Schumer had, right? What did I miss? Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, All right, let's move it. along to nine hundred two one zero shocking moments. Quieter times. <laughs> <laughs> times. Well, I don't know. There's some characters there off no screen. Fight. There were no fights off screen. I don't think. I mean, physical fights. Fight. Physical fights. I, I can't no. think of any. Well, I mean, there's the whole thing about the dress and all that stuff. There's some of that stuff between the girls, right? There's some there's some tantrums that are off screen that we've heard about here from Diane and other people that have been on the show. Nothing, so, nothing, nothing like a slap or you know. epic slaps on the show that you guys have written. I think you wrote a, 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 a Larry. You wrote a Donna slapping Valerie. Yeah, I, mean, I think we also have that great thing with uh, Brandon and Dylan and uh, Steve, where Steve gets punched. They, you know, they miss he miss hitting he miss hitting Brandon and hit Steve. Steve yes, that's I right. Think, I think it's a championship right. or one of the one before. One of those, yes. All right, so where do we want to start, Chuck? What do you have as your first one of these shocking? Well, I thought I would do one that's always uh, looking at it from a completely different off-screen perspective that doesn't have to do with the actors. But I did want to point this out that. This show, Beverly Hills 90210, is really the embodiment, and you know, because I'm in pol political mindset oftentimes, is really the embodiment of Reaganomics. You had basically uh, Rupert Murdoch decide to start Fox Broadcasting in 1985, and Aaron Spelling goes public with his independent television station in 1986. By 1990, um, Aaron Spelling's uh, a public company has fallen into the hardest of times. Rupert Murdoch's ability to get Sky um, Satellite is completely stalled, and he does not. He, he is his empire in Los Angeles. His foray into um, broadcasting here is teetering, and one television show bails out both moguls. 
Makes Reagan economics look pretty good. Joke's on me, huh? <laughs> that's, that's great. That's my number one most shocking thing about season one. Okay. Um, what about you, Erin? What, what is your first first thing? I mean, the, the immediate ones that came to mind, I think, were all of the deaths. Like, of course, you know, Scott and Dylan's dad. But I think one that was personally shocking for me that kind of hits both on and off screen was... Um, obviously Shannon's departure, but Val's arrival, because, you know, I would watch Stay by the Bell every Saturday morning. And then, you know, of course, now to and was such a different show. And so, you know, when, you know, Kelly Kapowski joined on to and it was just like universes colliding. And so that was, you know, that I think that was really surprising for me. And also she like smokes like weed. She's, yeah. you know, totally up in the she world. calls the Walsh's yeah. avocado. Larry, Larry, how did we think of that one? I have no idea. I need some pain meds right now. Okay. Charlie. Okay. <laughs> I remember watching that. She's like sitting in the window, right? She's yeah. like yeah. she's talking to Ginger. Yes, rolling I remember that. Rolling, that rolling the joint, clearly. expertly rolling the joint. There was and a the hand, flame, hand, hand insert in there. They gave us a note about when we had to start fading out, and then they gave us another note. No, fade out sooner. No, fade out. They did like two or three. We had to really just. Basically, like the match, and we were done. You know, but that was. All right, so there's two things there, and we should talk about both of those things. I think those are the ones that were the most popular to talk about. Uh, uh, Let's talk about Shannon's departure. I guess is is the probably is it the most shocking that Shannon Doherty left nine hundred two? No, Jessica, you were covering stuff back then. Was that shocking to you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was, you know, it, it was preceded by a lot of gossip and plenty of stories and items and and things like that. So I don't think it came out of the blue, but it was still shocking. Like, wow, she's actually leaving this show. And what does this mean for the show? Yeah. For, for you, Chuck, you were there then. You experienced a, a, a ride there. Was that shocking to you? Or maybe it wasn't, actually. No, for us on the internet, it, 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 it was a question that how long can this re- really last, the, the, the um, battle between the management companies. Yeah, no, I'm season just, five, season five. We're talking about five, five years in the show. It's a lot of long time. Shows four, didn't go that oh, long. Four, that, four. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We were longer than, it was season four. Season four. Right. But nonetheless... Four. It still was a lot of episodes. Yeah, a lot of episodes. And and um, you know, we were talking about it. It really was. It really was the cast. As producers, we we felt that apart from any storyline, that some kind of professionalism had to come back because it was what we, oddly enough, even with this and people you those who've listened to our show and 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 you guys who covered it, you know that that. You know, people, it was a good experience for them. It was a professional experience for them. People liked it. The scripts were ready for them. The directors were ready for The show was ready for them. And uh, you didn't buy into waiting for hours and hours. So we we had a problem. And uh, and so I will always look at it differently than the audience. Or, you know, Chuck, the, I, was the thinking, I was thinking that was the first year we did 32 episodes also, which would have been something Correct. that I had never experienced. 
We were 28, you know, the, the other two. That's right. Yeah, the 29. other two. So the first, this was another four. Yeah. yeah. Sarah, you have a hand. Sarah has a, has a finger. I saw a finger, so go ahead. I, <laughs> I mean, I would never have wanted this to happen, but was there any talk of killing Brenda? Because if you think about, like, your Shonda Rhimes and now people now, they kill people off that they don't like. We know there was, like, drama. It's better for the fans to keep it open, and, you know, later on they would make references to Brenda in London, whatever. Did you ever, was there ever just for the shock factor? They shot my ward with Scott. Come on. I, already yeah. killed I don't him. think so. I never, 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 it never occurred because we wanted her to come back. I mean, right. you know, it was open. fun to write for her and, you know, there was, you know, whatever. Well, the the idea idea her, we didn't have the problem. We didn't have other children. Except I also think it's probably a different thing. And, and, and certainly, you know, um, Larry and Charles, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I would guess it would have been a lot more difficult to have a, a teenager die on a show, a teenage character on a show than an adult like Dylan's dad, who was ultimately resurrected, you know, but it, it's just like, it's, it's too, that is too dark. Heavy. That's too much. Well, we, we well, got uh, Scanlon, Josh so, Richland, you know. Josh Richland, we killed the next year. Uh, <laughs> you know, right. He had to be 18 or 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> But if it's any more than a recurring character, we weren't going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't think so. You know, you just but, wouldn't do that because you, you, you close off any possibilities. You know, there. Larry, you brought up the point too, though, that um, Shannon did go on to work for for Aaron Spelling yeah, again. I was thinking, you know, check. I, I think you know there was a problem, uh, you know, basically in the work in the work environment, and and she was going to go. It just it just became that. But I think in true you know, Mr. Spelling fashion, he probably said, I think I can salvage this and I'll put her in a show. I'll keep her, I'll keep a good relationship with her. I'll tell her we have something for her down the road. Don't tell anybody, lover. I got this special thing for you. You only have to work with two other people. Won't be hard at all. He put her in charge. Kind of, how did that go? Yeah. She was great on that show though, I will say. She was my yeah. favorite of the sisters until she Yeah, was I mean, gone. but and how many years after she was let go or, or she she finished it and not to know did Charmed happen? Like two years? 97? Ninety-eight. Yeah, so it's like two. It's like two years. You know, so he must have opened that up to her. Otherwise, she would have been pissed at him. I think. Going she's such a talented performer, too. You know what I mean? As Brenda on Charmed. So, you know, she's an artist, I guess. Well, and question <laughs> to the three reporters, given that you're you're Shannonologist here. <laughs> That's a fucking great word. Did yeah. she? Did she just lose interest <laughs> in her career after Charmed? Did she what? Did she just lose interest in. I know, I know there has been illness, but did she lose interest in stardom after, hmm. after the, yeah. it happened at Charm? It happened in 902 and 0 Charmed, and then th did there she, wasn't her in the forefront after that. Did she, do any, like did she a, do any pilots or anything? There was or? a break, but then she did like that show, Breaking Up with Shannon Doherty, where you she literally yeah. broke up oh, for people. So that show? would say you want stardom. You don't do that oh, for creative yeah. reasons. And she yeah. wrote that book. No, you know why you do that, Sarah? Because it's what's offered. Right, yeah. but so she didn't want to do you know, that. That sounded yeah. like very Bill Marish, but in a sense, it, it, it is true. It, it, it's not, uh, it, 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 that's not necessarily that is a road to stardom. Yeah. You know, I don't know. back to it. It's a good question. It's going to be on the, the reboot, right? And, and oh, yeah, she then, did the first season. She did do that. She did the first season. It's, I mean, listen, I think that when, when someone, especially when a woman is, is labeled as difficult, et cetera. Um, it, it sticks to um, an actress more than maybe it's, or the, the possibility of redemption is less for a woman. Look at, look at this is the truth. Yeah. This is the truth. The bottom line is, and you know, it, it, it was, and I was thinking about it when you were saying this, Larry, about him, Aaron, manipulating. Aaron liked this tumult. Sure. 
I mean, it's the same way you've heard in some ways Trump like Trumult, Aaron like Trumult. And so the idea that there would be this, what's going to be in this and and stay tuned for the melodrama of our lives is how he kind of lived his life. You can, you know, maybe interview Tori about that part of it. But, you know, it really, from what I observed, oftentimes working with him closely in that five years, you know, this could have stopped, a stronger leader could have stopped this pretty early on. Uh, one you know, one you, thing that Jessica... You want everybody always hmm. to love you, if you have a show business personality, and you want everybody to always love you, you get yourself in a, you can get yourself into, you know, cul-de-sacs well, and trouble or whatever you want to say. I would say he also knew how to get the show's attention. And he, this was not sure. a bad thing. Everyone was talking about the show. Right. For, in, for a period of time, it was because of like, oh my God, Shannon. But how much press did the show get because of it? Well, Jessica, I'm glad you bring that up, but I was thinking, Sarah and Aaron, you would love this too. I mean, you know, really, these guys, whether it was Aaron Spelling or some of the other men I worked for as as a younger writer, uh, uh, names that you would know, uh, you know, Lee Rich or Freddie Silverman or these guys, they all wanted TV Guide. It was mm-hmm. all about getting the covers of TV Guide. Sure. And it, it, you know, people nice. Your publication, nice when it became real hot, Jessica, but it was always TV guide. And so that there's an industry now with no TV guide is is really, in fact, someone should study that that's the demarcation, probably. That's the end of the network era when, when, you know, in terms of guy became less important dominance. Yeah. You know, the other thing, I just thought of a shocking thing that happened with Sharon when we were were, were planning on doing this uh, honeymoon episode in Vegas where she kind of elopes and then she really did elope. (laughs) as a lifelong actress she just gets confused with what she was but all of a sudden she just eloped over the yeah. weekend like during in a bathrobe day. right wearing a bathrobe and that was I her first that marriage was shocking mm-hmm. that's pretty awesome lasted a long yeah. time I still remember to this day, I mean, Sarah, you'll appreciate this, was an Us magazine. It was before it was Us Weekly. Us was monthly. And they had this ad for Us magazine of Jason and Shannon kissing, like making out. It was not obviously from the show, show, but maybe it said happened at some other party or whatever. And it was an ad for the magazine. And I remember I ripped that out. I hung that up on like my closet door. And it was like... That was, it wasn't even a story in the magazine, just an ad. And that was enough to get so many eyes. On I it. love that. Wow. There was a lot of inter-show yeah. dating in the early days. The, bon- the Bonnie Fuller era, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm, they're curious, like a- I'm curious for you, Charles, um, or and Larry, do you, do you, and just based on what Jessica said, if it was today, do you think Shannon would be handled differently? Do you think it would have gone through that? And would, and maybe from your guys' perspective, reporters' perspective, how would that have been handled? What, what was happening comparatively to what, how it was handled then? Because at the time, then it was Bill, Bill O'Reilly or whatever. And they, they could be tweeting now. I mean, they could really kill it by just, you know, going and have a bad day and set. And all of a sudden, you, you know, she's tweeting or something. I mean, it could, Really, uh, it would have been worse, I think. Quicker, it'd be a lot worse now. Yeah, would you think it would have been harder to handle, Chuck, or would would, in today's time? Oh, I don't want, I I, I can't even conceive how you do (laughs) the flow of information. Look what we were, how we started the show, what we were talking about the the, the out of control spontaneity of that moment. Um, 
Yeah. The, I mean, that made the Oscars. I mean, that, everyone's got to tune in next year because she wants yeah. to kind of... All right, the other thing in that, that that Aaron brought up was was Tiffany joining the show. And Chuck, you've talked about, you guys have talked about it before. There were some other people in con- in contention for that, but maybe not. Was it always going to be Tiffany? No. Uh, she had to wait. Well, you pointed out it was um, the... the, the uh, who the charm? The other star on Charmed. Oh, oh Alyssa yeah. Milano. Alyssa Milano. Milano. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. who he wanted. He I wanted didn't remember her. him saying that to me, but me at that point, you know, really, we're talking about a star like that. It's like who's Aaron just got off the phone with at CAA. So, you know, is that person really want to be yeah. here? Does the, you know, but is it, it the right one? Um, but you know, Tiffany seemed to make uh, sense. Everybody was was excited about her coming i i didn't really know her that wasn't my show and that and i and i and i do remember okay here's something sorry jason you wrote that uh, you know uh you know biography and uh you you made a lot of mistakes about me so here's here's <laughs> um that uh uh now we're not going to go forward with this you you want to i'm not going to do that Never mind. oh come on <laughs> oh, wait, no, don't do it chuck don't do it uh, i'm here to help i'm here to protect chuck um, yeah, yeah. Uh, we had a long French. He and I have a long French. Yeah, you look nothing. All, all right, no one got you. Slapped. Cut that off. <laughs> okay, yeah. we're live. Let's go. No <laughs> one got slapped. Okay, so um, and uh, and no, no, but Larry, uh, I interviewed Elisa Donovan and said she was. She thought that she was gonna. She was up for that part she of for, uh, she was Valerie. Too old. She was too old. Okay, so there's that answer for her. She was curious about what happened. Wait, I, <laughs> I remember when we heard because we knew her from uh, Clueless. She had been in the Clueless movie. Yeah, but, or that uh, was no, coming soon. Uh, yeah. Saban, the stepdaughter. Who I can't think of her name. It's Heidi Bohe, maybe. I can't think of what her name was then. Heidi Noel Lenhart. Hi, yes, exactly. the one from Thank California Dreams, right? Yes, exactly. So it was another. I think she did. You know, know they were the minor eventually. leagues, like Saved by the Bell and California Dreams. They were like our minor leagues, and we look at their people. <laughs> Because you know, they had what's called the Q rating, and then you guys remember that the Q rating, which was yeah. a popularity rating, was a kind of an early algorithm. Um, and yeah, so, so she read for it, and I remember that it was between her. You know, she was like the stalking horse because we really wanted Tiffany, but yeah, she had to go through it. And we read for the network, and uh, we all were happy, especially happy because it was so cool that it was Brian's girlfriend. Yay! <laughs> which of course, yeah, so we thought. <laughs> Well, that's a sh- uh, was it a shocking moment when uh, Brian yes. called? Yes, <laughs> yes. What, what do you First. mean, this is a girlfriend? What do you mean you didn't want this to happen? Now oh I can't God. be special to me. You know, Everyone, you know not that, this was a special yeah. place for me. Now it's not special anymore. <laughs> you know, he had to endure the guys really like kissing her and stuff. It was so bad of us to do yeah, well, you know, and then they, then you guys put them together again after they broke up. So there yeah, was- were they together at all when? David and Val had their thing, or was that way no, over? No, then? they were already over, but they were. Oh, that was fun. fun. So Brian, cool, Brian, you guys. every girl that I Brian was with still loved them. Not me, put me there. I'm not. Didn't do it. You guys think my cool? No, they were. It. They were great guys. together. But I, I think every uh, girl loves Brian. You know, he's he's a chick magnet for sure. Yeah. Uh, Chuck, the, the, you get you get credit for things in season nine. People think that you do. Does that bother you sometimes when people are like, "Why did the writers do that in season nine? You're like, "I was long gone." There was a season nine. <laughs> uh, Jessica, what about when you were covering uh, and and Tiffany joined the show? What was that like for 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 you guys covering that at the time? 
I mean, it, it was kind of, it was exciting and thrilling and it was just like new blood. I mean, let's, let's dive right in. And she was, it was also, you know, it was sort of this entree. It was like, like Aaron was saying, she's smoking, you know, as soon as we meet her when, when she's first on the show and it just felt like, okay, are we headed into a little more like risque territory? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. But Here's season two most shocking thing. Okay. <laughs> For the second year in the row, the crew of Beverly Hills 90210, the non-union crew of Beverly Hills 90210, had to vote whether to go on strike or to um, uh, and, and, and vote to be unionized or to um, uh, remain non-union. That's the that was the difference: to be unionized or to be non-union, and they. First season, by one vote, chose uh, to remain non-union because it was prevailed upon them by cooler heads, <laughs> me being one of them, uh, after Shannon said, guys, go on strike, we're with you, that if they went on strike, uh, chances are we'd be canceled by the end of the, the, you know, the day. You know, you, you do it, we're gone. Our ratings aren't so good, guys. I wouldn't do it. And we won by one vote. The next year was just the opposite that the that they went um, to to uh, to go union and stay and, and, and not stay non-union had now the what's shocking is that any television company would think that in Los Angeles you could do in prime time then a non-union television show. This was in Yahtzee City. However, if we had prevailed and had one additional vote in the second year to keep them from stay, be, staying non-union, we would have presented, we had a contract ready to present that was a better contract than the union could present for various reasons we could without going into the weeds. Sure. The fact is, is that one vote away from actually breaking IATSE in the city of Los Angeles. Yeah, wow. Which is, which is pretty shocking in, if you think in terms of labor history of the United States. Yeah. Uh, because the show because New York and Los Angeles show business, very union. Union. Mm. Yeah. I'm not making any, yeah. I don't care one way or the other. Yes, I do. I'm pro-union. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Fine. This was, this was right there, right there and the tottering edge of 91, 92. So that's the other one. And here's the other one for rounding out high school. Pretty fucking shocking. Somebody tried to blow us up. <laughs> and that kind of violence. Was it Emily Valentine? <laughs> No, at at, at uh, graduation, um, it, when, we, when we set I'm, up I'm our here. stage at at Torrance High School, they found a bomb under the. Uh, it wasn't a well placed bomb, but there was a bomb there. We had to deal with that. And wait, just didn't think, didn't Dan Adius go to do a scout of the of what the set was like and find the bomb? Isn't that how that? How, how Dan, Dan walks sets. My, my favorite director. He walks sets. Wait, he this is Donna Martin graduates that commencement. Yes. The high school commencement at Torrance High School, we had during the production, Jessica, we had we had uh, uh, guys with rifles on the roof. We didn't know what was going to be the follow up. Oh, wow. Did they catch whoever planted it? No, we never did. Nor was it a well planted bomb. So it was not was Lisa Enriquez. I know that. You got to get them on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it was yes, Lisa so Enrique. Yes, well, so she went to Torres High School. Oh, hey. Yeah, so Jessica, yeah, 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 you planted the bomb. Tell yourself. I told you I had one. 
Um, wow, that was pretty shocking. But I think Dan just stumbled upon it too. He just was like, "What's in this bag?" Right, and and then then yeah. they and calls and they game. called Everybody the cops and the whole thing. And you got Sunday got, afternoon at Torrance High School. But you, what, what was the phone? Did the cast know that this had happened? And did they still like? Were they still we like, yeah, cool? I mean, the answer. Well, as we've talked about, and Larry, you could just see this. Duke Vincent was in his element. Put on oh, yeah. the flap jacket. Oh, take yeah. out the, the scope. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to turn on this side of this. And, oh, and he's God. He walked in the office. Larry, you'll just love this. He walked in the office. Paul and I have done all of this. And he's telling everybody what has to be done. Done. Yep, yep. Did that one. <laughs> you know, but he was having a lot of fun and, and, and was there that day supervising everything. What was the call like for you, uh, Chuck? That was a Sunday afternoon. You're sitting home, probably not wanting, you're excited, commencement, you were going to be shooting it. And then Dan, is it Dan Adius that calls you and says, we have a problem? No, I got my call from from, uh, Paul. Paul Paul calls you and says, I don't know if Weatherall was still. Someone calls you. I I think it was either Jim, it was one or the other, either production manager or. Okay. <laughs> There's a bomb on set. Problem. They explained what it was. I didn't need to have to go to Torrance. Other people were going. He'll keep me posted. And then I heard from him ten days later. But that. But no, I'm. <laughs> we were always in constant communication. No, we, he's so. Yeah, I believe that's in my memory of it. That's that's what it is. It's that is a pretty shocking one, uh, Sarah. What's your What's your first one? Um, wow. I mean, there's just so many ways we can go with this, but I did just read a comment on the Instagram of someone saying, and I know you guys have talked about the triangle a lot on the show, but the moment specifically when Dylan opened the the cabana at the beach club and Kelly was sitting there and we kind of knew where it was going, um, I think is obviously a big one for everyone. And I know you've talked about that decision and stuff, but, um, that's, yeah, I mean, well, let's go back there. I mean, well, for for you, Jessica, covering that then, um, that was a huge storyline. Did you oh did you know it was going to be so polarizing all these years later that there would be camps and all these people would be, you know, uh, Kelly, you know, I mean, it's crazy to me sometimes how much that still comes up. Yeah, and like people <laughs> feel strongly. This is, like, I mean, people, I, I still feel strongly. I'm not going to say who I want. But I no, please, because like- they'll just just cause they'll come at you. Not it's, worth it. Not worth it. Too many swings in there. It was like face. you were. There was a line in the sand of the Beverly Hills Beach Club, and you had to like, you know, choose your side. Well, you know, I had a line in the sand too, and here was my line. You know what it said? What do you want to do, Luke? What <laughs> 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 my, my line? Wait, it was here's Jenny. Well, he that, wanted to work with Jenny, right? That was the whole thing. He wanted the blonde. Yeah. He yeah. wanted the blonde. I wanted, you know, like we have to. Luke, um, those, you know, Luke was very disappointed uh, in how uh, uh, the um, second season ended, even with the, uh, the the fun of going to Mexico and getting caught, which he did realize was a kind of an inspired little plot device. Nonetheless, having using the show to be a launch pad for Melrose did not sit well with him. I don't know, you know, what, what he felt about, you know, with, with, with the character of Jake and, and how what that meant for him, that he had someone to, he was looking up to in, in that relationship and how, and how he conceived the character. So he came in, I, you know, I want, we got to shake things up. I want to work with the blonde. And look, this is not anything of knocking anyone, but you, if you, um, 
and and season two, I was saying this to Larry. Season two was our. I think looking back at it, it is won't be shocking. It was our most fun year because in season one, even though it was you know like unbelievable that we survived and we got through all of this, you know, we finally had some publicity. We have, we finally were making a real television show. We were having real Christmas party. You know, we were going to you know it was starting to. We were getting to go into the Golden Globes. There was fun stuff happening for us and um and uh and it was a good time and yet you know there was just clear that that something um was that, that there was still some problems under the surface and and Luke wanted something different I mean it makes sense for a TV show to switch things up a little bit doesn't it how boring of a show would it have been right. if Dylan and Brenda were together through season four and then she just then the cast said she has to go, and then now what is what does Dylan do? You know what I mean? This is what television is, you know? And Allison says, poor Jenny, on the podcast she said she wants to enjoy the Dylan and Kelly storyline, but feels guilty because of everything she said, how the fans still come hard about it. I mean, come on, guys. It's, it is too of- bad because it's some of, yeah. you know, for me anyway, and, and just – Looking at what we did, and I, and I, you know, I have to look at high school somewhat much differently, one through three, than I have really five different seasons because it's five different television shows. Through, but for some of the best stuff Jenny did in all five years was in this yes. period of summer through the rooftop of, of yes. at the at the hotel. I mean, yes. she really um, just so much was working for on so many levels, and for her to. Jenny, don't feel bad about that. You know, go, go, I'm sure go she's okay. do really well on name that tune and just forget about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Fox, April fifth at nine p.m. In fact, go for it, Jenny. Um, oh, but it is something. I mean, and listen, look here as we're talking about it. Someone says, uh, "I'm I was definitely Team Brenda because I wanted Kelly to get with Brandon." And I know Larry. Yeah, right. So there's there's that. But it's just say yes. You know, just say yes. Um, yeah, I mean, she cheated. Uh, I mean, she did her best friend in. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is. But again, it was a TV drama. You know, we we we're not aware of all the repercussions of the stuff we set in motion in a lot of ways. It's interesting to see how it affected people. But no, what percentage Jen, Jenny of people was do you fabulous. think were pro Dylan Brenda versus pro Dylan Kelly? I would say more a team Brenda. My that's my perception. But like by like ninety percent. Do you have any info on that info on that, Chuck? Is that something that you're aware of from? From back in I the would day? think it's. I would also think, but I not not even close to ninety. You know, there were a lot of people. You know, I wasn't. Look, you know, one of the things that we forget about. Well, Shannon made some some political, uh, national political statements in 1992 that was counter to what her generation was saying right at that moment. Well, and and, and, and was, also and she was held account- and she was held accountable for that. And yeah. she just said, "No, they're not booing me. They're booing Brenda." And that's that was not the case. That's that's the one thing I would do point counterpoint with it. that that decision to to do the uh, pledge of allegiance at the uh, at, at the nomination for George Herbert Walker Bush in Texas oh, wow. in a in a campaign that they with uh, Pat Buchanan talked about the coming war of homosexuals did not play well in in young Hollywood. No. Or New York in the no. in the nineties in the early now 90s. imagine social media when that happened. No. Right. Exactly, exactly. That. Yeah, she so, would have been canceled. It would cancel canceled culture. culture. She would have been canceled. Yes, or or wow, at least, I didn't know that. Thank God for Porsche. Yeah, we needed. We needed. Oh, she came we out. Needed, she did the convention. 
And then that weekend went to Polly Pavilion to do the MTV Awards and they booed her. She never had anything like that. So, yeah, well, you know, if I, I hate my character too. You know, okay. Right. Sure. So Not there's sure. that. <laughs> Good times. Yeah. Um, okay. The shock value you wanted, Pete? Oh, it's, 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 shock, it's so far. It's shocking. I'm, I'm, shocking. I'm shocked. Yes. Yeah. All right, Jessica, what do you have on a list of things that were super shocking? I mean, I, I gotta say euphoria, euphoria, like Emily lightened the whole car on fire or whatever it was. Like I just, <laughs> I loved every just torrid, crazy second of that. Yeah. What about that, Chuck? Euphoria, Emily Ballantyne? You know, like the battle I lost. I had to apologize to, to my friend Christine more than once because I said Brandon should take it willingly. What are you guys doing? Why are you making her slipper Mickey? What is this? This is not 1946. You know, come on. It's more interesting. We can do this. We're not saying. And, you know, sometimes that door would open and sometimes it wouldn't. And when it came to drugs... That was a closed door. In fact, I've told people on the on the podcast the biggest fight I got over relative to drugs was was having to do with Brenda smoking cigarettes. Hmm. That's something that they did not want to let America see. Even though by this like point she was in Paris, Shannon was yeah. a, was a chain smoker mm-hmm. off camera. They, I mean, they all were right. Oh, yeah. I mean, Luke they was a sm- hard smoking, cigarette yeah. smoking. Ian didn't smoke, and and Gabby didn't smoke. Tori, Brian did either. I think the rest of them all did pretty yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Tori included. Yeah. yeah, I don't think she smoked. So that you mean with Fox gave you a hard time about that, or Mr. Spelling gives you a hard time about about? Fox, the- no, no, it was yeah. the fight. They wouldn't do it. I wanted to do it. Oh, we'll see how hard it is to quit and how friends do. Mm-hmm. I had to do it in one episode. And it was unsatisfactory. It did not yeah. work. It was a oh, it was throwback to season yeah. one. I wouldn't have done it otherwise. You know, it must, it was- have, must have come from high to Rupert Murdoch. When I was at Chips, we got yeah, something yeah. like that. Where all of a sudden the policeman had to use seatbelts. This is like 1981. I'm like. Policemen are not going to use seatbelts. Like, yeah. Get in the car and like, put a seatbelt on. But yeah, that's what you're going <laughs> oh, to do. Speaking of seatbelts, okay, that's great. You know, because they they really didn't think much of us as a production unit in the beginning. You know, it was this non-union group, and spelling was was really and 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 he do Vincent. Well, these people don't even know what they're doing. How come we're not producing the show? So we we have the car that's that's Mondale, the original car that right. that Jason bought, that big bomber. <laughs> and he's driving, and they're furious. They are furious because where is the seatbelt? Where's the seatbelt? Well, the seatbelt's right across the, the lap where it's supposed to be. It's not over the shoulder. Yeah. And it was the thing. same thing. And you think we would do it one time, that would be enough. Uh-uh. We get the 1965, the 1965 <laughs> Mustang, same conversation, same degree of what's, that was heavy. why are those rummies? What's the matter with them? You know? That came from on high. That came from, you know, from Washington. But I do feel that I do course, feel right? that the um the tobacco one, you know, probably came from yes. from um um <laughs> you know, also people who who were you know behind in the tobacco industry. They didn't want us to have a negative statement about their product. Oh. Yeah, I know that's not what you'd be thinking, but we, okay. The other should be surprised by it. Next, less is more for them. Don't even talk about it. And, you know, the other shocking thing from these seasons is. is Scott's death. We have to go there. Scott Scanlon's, you know, accidental shooting death. Um, Chuck, what about your thoughts on that? 
Um, well, I, that's one of the ones I'm most proud of. Uh, and uh, that's the one I really had to hold the ground to both the studio and the network and say, guys, you do want this show. This is the one we must do. Mm. Because then we, we, you know, could have done. And we, and we dealt with guns a lot, different ways, different, different, you know, moments. That, you know, guns aren't good. Look, just look around. You know, it's not good anyway. So I'm glad Jack, we did it and we'll do it again. Jessica, do you remember covering that? Because there was you. a big mystery of like someone's going to die. die tonight. <laughs> you know, it's, the gang list is one of their own. Exactly. Yeah, I don't remember the the build up right. to it, but I do remember that being just thinking that was an extraordinary. Well, that's episode. how you, and that's how they got around. Look at Sandy Grushell. He, you know, is a marketer from from day one, and to him to get his hands around. Okay, I can sign off on this because we'll market it this way. So mm-hmm. you know, I don't, I don't, fine. But at the time, I always thought that Fox's uh, promos were a little lurid and obvious in a lot of the big episodes. Jessica, did you think that you were going to turn Scott Scanlon's sister into a major player on the show? Because I remember walking away from that, being like, "Yeah, they're they're using this to kind of bring her in." Well, there was that, and then there was the incest thing. So you did, you were doing a few things with her. No, I knew we were going with incest. I knew where the storyline was going. So I see. that was never uh not even think about it. Although Nicole Tom is, is great, you know. She... Yeah. Well, Nicole Tom is under the belief, and this has come up on the other podcast, that there was gonna be another show, a spin-off show, uh, with Nicole Tom and Dana Barron, and um that was going to f- follow high school mm-hmm. while the gang went to college. And that's what well, they tell, it, they tell know, Asians to get people cheaper. <laughs> um, that's partially true, but I don't know in this case. I do know the one case where it was absolutely true, which was um, in the Donna Martin graduates to get you know Mario Lopez get get actors to come in and play. It was the idea that we're coming back. Yeah. But once Mr. Spelling decided that the only way he could have the show move on to a senior year was to have David graduate with the bunch. There was going to be no show left behind, you know. Yeah. It, was, it was going forward. And it it and would have been he really. He did not look at, and it makes perfect sense because his priority, uh, certainly after season five, but even one through five too, but certainly after season five, was that you know the show was about Tory, and he didn't want anything to um, compete against that. Right. And that's and that and he and I got along perfectly. Knowing that, it, you know, our, our shared uh, delight of nepotism. Was- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Larry, you come into season four. Was there anything shocking right off the bat to you? I mean, was were you brought in? I'm just curious about the Shannon thing. Were you brought into the loop very quickly? Like, well, well there's yeah, this. We got the, the show. Fish, uh, Shannon's here, but she's probably not going to be. Like, how do you? No, how did you? Never, no, she was yeah. never going anywhere. Yeah. We were starting the season off, and she's. She's not going to college in Minnesota, and I got to write the you know the little fish episode. It was really a, a privilege to write that one, and uh, got to you know while he's living with Kelly, we got to kind of do a play the other way a little bit, you know, get a little Brendan, Brendan <laughs> Dillon going, and really work that triangle. Uh, so no, there was nothing shocking. It just felt great, you know. I love the characters, and uh, uh, but in shocking moments from season four, I do have some, and and it's the how. Batshit crazy Laura Kingman was. How I was going to say that. We went crazy right. with Laura Kingman, the wonderful actress who won't come on the show either. Her name is Tracy Mittendorf. I have no idea whether she got traumatized on the show for real, but 
she is just when you watch those episodes, she's it's fantastic. She's crazy. Yeah, no, I mean she really is a whole other level. Yeah, it's 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 deep. What were you gonna say, Sarah, about about uh, about Laura King? No, just like I was thinking about Brenda's storyline that year, and I was like, remember that play and like how intense that blonde chick was? Was like, immediately where I went. And like she thought she was that character in like Cat in the Hot Tin Roof or whatever it was. I was like, this is a lot. And the thing is, he was phenomenal in her audition. Yeah. We've 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 done a deep dive on that episode, and like she just blows everybody away in her little segment. But the other thing is we used her craziness again against, I guess it must have been before that or after that, Chuck. It must have been before before that, you know, before that where she accuses, uh, you know, it's, we, again, we had the wrong side of the hashtag me too. I is the victim in this. Uh, <laughs> Steve, Steve is the last. victim. Yeah. Steve is the victim. Yeah. But no, she was just a wonderful uh, batshit crazy uh, guest star for us. I mean, it just. But he was a remorseful else. victim. He was a remorseful. He knew that and he then had he done her wrong. Himself. And that's what was so great about this one. He gets to be her coach in this one. They redeem their relationship. And then, and then you know, and he knows she's better and really fractures his relationship with Brenda, Frank. And you kind of go at that a bit. So really got a chance to really uh, work some uh, real interesting edges uh, through her character. She was really served yeah, the was show good, brilliantly. I was always really happy about that and looking back on it because it was really uh, high quality stuff. You know, the Tennessee Williams and Shannon really really stepped up so well. And, and, uh, and Jenny too, talking about Jenny as an actress. I mean, even that's a couple of years later there, she's doing her Southern, she's doing Tennessee Williams. You know, you could see in your mind, you could see Shannon doing twin Tennessee Williams before, uh, you know, Jenny uh, in, in a little, Lisa Maya, I'd see it. For sure. Well, Ray Randolph had other ideas, but our, our dear friend, uh, Jason Carter, where we usually in Albuquerque now. Hey, Jason. Yeah. I hope Jason. you're doing well. Uh, somebody also, of course, acknowledged the Kevin and Suzanne scam, yeah. which I think is by far one of the best things that you guys have done. I mean, I did not see it coming. Jessica, do you remember that playing out? Did you see that coming? The, the scam? I'm to, to remind me of that. This is where they scam Dylan out of uh, out of his money. Oh yeah, no, with, with the no. half sister Erica. Oh my God, that was yes. Oh my, wait, what was who who played his who played Nolly Thornton? Yes. Nolly yeah. Thornton and Carrie so, Keen was uh, Suzanne and uh, David Hayward played. Uh, oh my Kevin. God, they I just I love Suzanne's been, line readings also. Like every every line she oh it was, that she was, had that no was, idea that was shocking to us on the podcast she had no idea that there was a scam she she's a Canadian she just thought they would be nice yeah. <laughs> you know, she, she saw the script she went oh my god we're bad people that's so good though because it really did feel like they were such good people and then it was they paid off and I guess her not knowing was a better thing because there was really no no signs of that Chuck well, do you I, remember yeah I, well that one is the one I made. <laughs> You know, when we when we told Aaron that we wanted to do something like this, that we were interested in having a, a almost a season long um, ripoff that comes in and coming in around Christmas, I believe they showed yeah, up at a Christmas absolutely. episode. Since I was the resident, yeah, you know, advice. Jewish writer of Christmas episodes, that it was you know <laughs> it was in my purview. Can we do this? And uh, and he didn't believe. He said they'll know immediately. And all I said is, Aaron, you. Trusted me this far. By the end of it, they won't have a slightest idea. They we wouldn't. They wouldn't. It's like a magician, you know. You, you, you doing a trick at that point, I guess. When you if you never point to anything, it's it's not there. So you know, even though the building blocks were there, of well, I've got this company. Oh, I think I'm going to break away. Oh, Jim Walsh does this. Oh, da, da. all the little building blocks were there. It wasn't done within. You didn't get enough scope to know that there was a nefarious purpose anywhere. 
So that's why I caught everybody off guard. Incredibly manipulative. Very proud of myself. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, we slow played the story, you know, and just kind of filled it with love. Eric yeah, because until that moment in the, we've seen it now enough times. Surfing. That it, you until yeah. the moment in the parking lot when they you realize, oh my God, he Dylan's gone, and these two are still here, and the way they're talking to each other, oh my God, he's being ripped off. Show's over in three minutes. Yeah, you don't have any time to process it either. You know. Which I, I, I told you before, Chuck, I think you have a true crime in you somewhere to, to, to write a true crime thing. I think it's in your brain somewhere. Well, scammers so. are all yeah, the rage right, right now. What, what is it? Scammers what is it? are all the rage right now. Yeah, you need, drop yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, this is you, Anna, you, invent, you invented yeah, scamming. Got, okay, I want to ask our, our panel of experts here. You been, been watching The Dropout? Did you watch it? Yeah, every, I'm watching it. Every second of it. I loved yeah. it. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to yeah, watch it. Yeah. What's it on? I haven't seen this one. Hulu. 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 So, as good as the great oh, the vegan girl, no, not in, yeah. not yeah. in my yeah. see. My, I was gonna just great go was the best thing I've seen because be, I'm gonna, I didn't, we stopped watching it, okay. even oh. though Amanda Seyfried's performance and, and all of that because it was very clear at a certain point, different from inventing and do, 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 don't spoil anything, Chuck. All right, let's move on. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't, spoil, don't spoil anything yeah um but, uh, yeah. yeah no i just okay but yeah. you know <laughs> but anyway not, man, not much guesswork there she's a fraud from the moment you meet her so okay uh but if you're taking requests chuck maybe a, a scammer story maybe this is what you, you should be working on now you know what i mean i know you, you, you like well, hanging out at the beach something. i am yeah. working on something i made it was it's been it was started out so easily so e good for me and then it just hit an incredible wall for about two and a half weeks, and now I've come through, I'm almost done with this. I'm actually doing something about violence against women set in Israel. So, nice. Uh, All right. A um, little, little different, and not anything what you... Just kidding. It, <laughs> oh, God! Just slap me. Yeah, okay. Uh, it's a right. caper. It is definitely a caper. So. Uh, okay, we've got Al, um, 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 Kelly <clears throat> trapped in the fire. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be mine. Kelly, considering lesbianism, yeah, within that, yeah, the great lesbian character uh, and a friend of our show, Sarah Melson, uh, who I adore. I don't, yeah. I don't know if one. I don't, I just think the flames, Larry. I don't think the the fire on, down below is what we. we, we <laughs> well, nothing yeah, happened with that. Funny, but, you know, but you know, we we bonded Allison. them, but we knew what we were doing. We bonded them in this fiery moment, so they could theoretically, perhaps, you know, why, just say yes, maybe have a relationship. And right. we play well, that off until right. the end of the season. Actually, we play it all the way through the uh, uh, the Palm Springs episode uh, there, and uh, and yeah, that was pretty. We cool. got to acknowledge well, for, me, for me what is most shocking about season four is here we've gone to season four. We're a constant top ten show in the city of Los Angeles. We have dealt with all sorts of issues, all sorts of awards. That right there filming. Um, in our city as it's burning here and there and the other way. And the LA Times still not has one fucking nice thing to say about us. No. Thank no, you, Howard Rosenberg. No. You haven't died yet, but you will. No. Again, <laughs> we did not work on a good show. We were not considered to be working on a good show in Hollywood by Hollywood standards. That's crazy. We were working on a spelling yeah. show. Yeah, but I mean, it, we're, we're still we're talking one, about it. Our, our local paper would not cover us. So, you know, <laughs> and it was a decide. It was, they had a Pulitzer Prize. Now, what is your take on like that? There in spelling, so Jessica, you were a part of the media in that day. What, what is your thought on what, why 90210 was, and some of those teen dramas were treated like that back in the 90s? 
Well, I, I mean, I was, first of all, the opposite of what Chuck is saying. I was like, there is not enough hours in the day for me to write any more about this show than I possibly get. Um, I, I mean, listen, it was a totally different time. First of all, Fox wasn't what it became. Second of all, teen culture wasn't what it would became. I mean, 90210 start, you know, it, it changed the face of how people of, of that you could do a show about teens. And obviously there was no looking back after that. And, and, but at that time it wasn't, it was, that was considered kind of like, I don't know, just sort of like, no, we're not doing a show for those people. Mm. Well, also, it was a spelling show. So one year later, Party of Fives went in a Golden Globe. Yeah, mm. yeah. They were you considered know? a good show. They would they would dump on us all the time, the people who did that show. Yeah, they but like, yeah. Hey, this is not like 90210. They would tell other writers who go to some ideas, <laughs> hey, just remember, this is not like 90210. Okay, but and first, then it's so funny because people just spend so many years trying to make 90210 laugh. Both of them are my friends, so they're, they're fine. Yeah. And, and, for, and, they for, wish, for, and they wish that they did as well in syndication as we did. For, for Sarah and Aaron, you guys still cover 90210 all these yeah. years later. I mean, but Tori, I has been a, Tori has been a tabloid staple for a long time, whether it's good or bad. And right. how's, marriage, how's your marriage her. this week? Is it okay? <laughs> I, she's been very silent on Instagram, so I don't think so. But uh, that's a whole yeah. thing. But uh, yeah, I think yeah. that's a huge part of it. And with Us Weekly, Us Magazine specifically, we have an interesting balance of our the classic Us Weekly audience that has grown with the magazine and then also younger people trying to introduce them and 90210, Beverly Hills 90210 overall. Um, Tori, Jenny, like nostalgia, there's that factor that people definitely still gravitate to. I remember when you started the show and I would cover certain clips, like people would blow up. Um, and then there's just the drama still. Like, I mean, when that Jessica Alba thing happened, it was like yeah. the top story four days, like it was 1998. So I think it depends on the news cycle, the perfect storm. If it's something super cute or super dramatic, it's like it's happening in real time, as long as no one's slapping anyone at the Oscars and it has room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about Aaron for you? You you do a lot of nostalgia covering. So oh, what yeah. About yeah, I definitely think a wide range of, you know, readers are really interested still in that at 2-0. I have a question, though, about uh, the coverage and the tabloid, you know, coverage. Um, Back when 90210 was first airing, though, I was noticing, like, you know, watching all of those um, Arsenio and Dennis Miller interviews and seeing, like, you know, Jenny and Tori going on, they handled themselves pretty well when they were really being pushed to bash Shannon. You know, all the questions were kind of like trying to get them to badmouth her and stuff. And I was wondering, you know, did they get media training? Like, were they prepped at all? We were like. Mr. Spellings um, was was basically put Rogers and Cowan, kept him in business. I shouldn't say put him in business, but kept Rogers and Cowan, which was the number yeah, one really PR firm good. out here yeah. it, for, for years. So, and we had very good, so Rogers and Cowan represented the show and, and, um, and they were, um, you know, they were very good and they were not, uh, they knew exactly, they were very well prepped. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. And I think on those situations, it would be the spelling company and not the network itself, because it's not for a network aim or a network. Um, so I don't think that they sent their people for, who, who who repped our show, you know, and the <laughs> network, the, the, the it wasn't the same degree. The network publicist publicity had changed often under our during those years, whereas um, we stayed with Rogers and Cowan and their and their group uh, who did the show. Couple more things here. Uh, I choose me. Mm, 
so still good. so relevant. I feel like yes. anytime a TV character yes. says that, it's like everyone's like, "Well, Kelly Taylor did it first. Like, yeah. so love is blind. Just, just love a good way to get yeah. out of a dilemma. You know, it was a good way to get out of the dilemma and, uh, and keep the, the line alive. Keep me. the triangle alive. I think I, I'm going to just say it happened in the room. I think it's just Jessica Klein. We'll give credit to. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's sure. you know, we love we love our friend Jessica. We hope she's doing well and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, okay. The other one, the big one, we have to address before we get out of here is Tony's death. This is a season six. Oh. Chuck, you were you were long gone, uh, but Larry, you were a part of this process, and Luke was leaving, and you killed off Tony Marchette. And it's uh, it's a big, epic, um, most shocking thing. Chuck, you've often said this was the most highest, highest rated nine hundred two one zero single episode. Yes, yes, yes. So, Larry, I know Warren Littlefield came and called me up. I always like Warren. He called me and says that was some show. That meant so much because he was the president of NBC at the time. And uh, he called you on that. I didn't know yeah, that. I, I knew him from way back. He was a friend of Chez. I know, but. No, I but you know, Larry, them. that's why he probably gave me wind on water. Probably. Remember, we, of course, <laughs> of course, we went out when he got fired from We hung out with we him. Were, yeah. Anyway, sidetracked. That was, bad. Uh, sorry, yeah, that was like, another show going down. Just that was me. so impressive, but, though, but, yeah, to make I people mean, invested in Tony in such a short period of time. Because yeah, yeah. obviously, Dylan, whether you Brenda, Kelly, people loved him, but they had strong opinions about Brenda and Kelly. But, like, it's really hard not to root for Tony and Dylan. I think the actors just yeah. had a special relationship. As we've discovered from Rebecca, who's been on the show, they had the same manager at the time, Pete. Is that correct? That's right. Somehow, yeah, somehow Luke knew Luke her. Brought, Luke, Luke, was, Luke was, you know, very important in choosing her. She was, again, she was not our first choice. Carrie Russell was. And Mr. <laughs> Spelling talked her out. Different kind of talked us out of that in true spelling fashion because he had another idea for her, which was called Malibu Shores. So, mm-hmm. uh, but we went to uh, Luke's idea and, you know, it's just because she didn't have a lot of acting credits at that time, though she did had, had done the soaps loving, I believe. And mm-hmm. she, well, of course, was a Noxema girl. And she was just stunning. And she's from uh, Hazard, Kentucky. And just so uh, genuine. And, and, the, and I think the actors themselves had such a strong feeling for each other that that stuff just really comes through. And uh, it elevated the performances and we just kind of went with it. And, you know, we kind of had to pace it out. We had only so many episodes to do this because Luke, I think, was 10 episodes, his character's there. Right. She, she probably was there for like seven or something like that. Then that man, because we probably brought her in episode three. Sure. And it was just, you know, it was a storyline that just came together. You know, the whole idea of Tony and Tony, you know, and the confusion we could get through another episode. You know, keep the story going. As Chuck would say, you know, how many how many beats will, can you tell a story? Well, how many episodes can we tell this story and, and keep it going? And uh, and then, you know, we, we just talked to uh, the great Cliff Weissman who played Bruno. And, you know, you know, we took a little bit of, you know, I say I admit it. We took a little bit of Romeo and Juliet and created our father Lawrence character as the middleman between the lovers, the star-crossed lovers. And uh, we had also a tremendously gifted actor who played her father, you know, uh, Stanley Campbell. Yes. And the stuff between them is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I just think sometimes you get lucky with the casting and if directors will tell you that all the time, even feature directors, like, you know, the success of the job is like casting is like 90% of the job. Who directed that episode that last, that the that is, James, James Whitmore. Yeah. So, I mean, James, we went to the big guns there, like Dan Addius, James Whitmore, Whitmore was one of the top, top guns for us and a great man. He's been on the show and he's talked about that. We had Rebecca and him on the show together. I think it was wonderful. The thing too, is like, the thing is Luke is leaving so it's all wrapped into this moment of saying goodbye to that character too. 
I mean, you know, I don't think anyone believed we're going to kill her. That's the thing. I mean, you kind of thought no. someone was going to die tonight as the promoter, but you figured it was going to be Stanley Cavill or Bruno or somebody, you know? Right. Maybe the cat. The cat. We had the cat. <laughs> Maybe the cat would die. Yeah. You know, but. But I mean, and it's really cat. set up well because, you know, the whole thing with the cat, she has to get the cat and they, she's out all of a sudden driving in the rain instead of Luke. With the hood on. And, and the hood on. And we made and mm. we made it work. It's just it's a terrible accident, a terrible tragedy. And Steve Wasserman, who, uh, you know, it, it has the screenplay uh, on that and really did a wonderful job on it. OK, anything else that anybody wants to pop in and talk about? Is there another one that we should mention? Go ahead, Chuck. Yes, you've got a list yeah, here. I think this is this is the one for, that I held. I have told Dan five. This is number five. This is the biggest one, which is in terms of what's most shocking, that a show with a revenue that's almost a billion dollars that the owners cannot afford to even put out 20 episodes with the original music in streaming. Yeah. Hey, they won't even, they're missing episodes. I mean, it's just a joke. CBS Ventures Media. Just go there. Look at the guy who's the president of it, and you'll just understand. This is is, is kind of, if he's not related to Putin, I don't know who is. Uh, Well, that's it. (laughs) Just kidding. He's kidding. (laughs) Um, But no, it is interesting though that 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 it's it's unfortunate because as a younger generation comes up watching nine hundred two one zero, they will not have they won't have the same perspective. Say to Larry that 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 from a from my children, and I used to call them my unborn grandchildren, and now now I have grandchildren. But the fact is, is that no, they will not benefit in the way that they could have because. The show will eventually not be able to compete. Hey, they won't even be able to see Tori lose her virginity, Chuck. It's even much worse than the music now. This whole episode is people there aren't airing on the yes. on the major platforms. On the streamers. So yeah. they don't get to see that. So those will even oh, you become mean more because valuable. There was, you mean because, because of the music. Sex? Because there's live performance. <laughs> or, Wait, or, we should well, mention oh, that oh, one. Oh, on, oh yeah. It's all tied to the same thing. It's tied to the same thing. But they've they've taken it to such an extreme that they just don't show the episode. They didn't even want to yeah. bother. They could, they could not match it is what they couldn't do. Yeah, uh, so it's, just, it's criminal, really. Well, it's, now, it is it, it, because also what they're, you know, they're making, they're lading it from. A, I started with business conversation, and it's a business conversation because I don't. You can have all the other rights. I don't. You can have broadcast rights. You can have. I'll give you DVD rights. You can have any rights you want, but you can't. But just give us streaming. Streaming, I know. Just I think give it's, it, yes. it's about, I think give it a using the missing deal. episodes is is almost more compelling. And, and what's but what it is is that the industry standard. I called up a guy who's a, a big professor now at UCLA, head professor, has a column in in a major magazine talking about media. was a, was an executive of mine, and when I did a TV, he was a head of UPN, big executive, Academy Award winning guy, and he just basically says shrugs it and says, "Yeah, well, that's what the companies do." Well, that's a really weak industry, and that's why you. Uh, Kind of lost your mojo, show and, why, yeah. and that's why um, you know uh, Apple wins the uh, you know the Academy Award, and, and our and our Hollywood studios don't. They, they forgot how to be show business, really. And it's interesting too because nostalgia is really in right now, and shows from the '90s are in right now. And it would be, it seems like it would make sense to have the actual music from the '90s in the show as opposed to some generic. Well, they don't make a definite. You know, it's. They, they could make another definition, and maybe it's worth one more run. Uh, we'll see. We've had a good couple of years with streaming, and if there's one more good year with streaming, there's no reason for them not to yeah. at least acknowledge this. And if not, at least someone 
media companies stand up and say, you know, the television does not take care of its own. The film business does. The music business does. TV business doesn't. We should say, Larry, also, you mentioned um, the, more too, yeah. the Donna and David virginity mm. thing. I think that has to be a shocking oh, moment. That finally happened. Well, shocking relief. Yes, a moment, <laughs> moment of relief. I remember going up to Spelling where we got to write that. I was in the college. I said, so I should, do you want to have a scene where she goes to, like, you know, she's Catholic, where she goes to the priest and she kind of have a little scene with the priest? He goes, nah, just do it. Just do it. <laughs> finally, after so many fake, fake not doing it, he said, you can just do it. And, he was uh, hearing about that right and left. You know it. I, I bet you Tori, and I've never asked her about this, but I bet you she wanted that to happen for her character too, right? If you read one of her books a lot, there are, that's a whole other off-camera off shopping moments, all the books. But um, her first book, because she was the first one to do it, actually was very interesting. And mm. there was a lot of stuff in there about that. And she even on the cover has it, like America's Virgin, like how she wants, she hated it. Because she's so raun- kind of like raunchy and crude a little bit in her really real life humor. Yeah. Um, so she wrote about that a lot in her book about how she. Oh was well, this now makes perfect sense. Aaron <laughs> did this to perver- as a perverse way of dealing with his daughter. I learn something new every day. <laughs> My God, you're, you know that's probably right. She didn't because I assumed that she would have wanted. No, okay, okay. Uh, Larry, do you have one more? You said no. Well, you know, in thinking of the business thing, the most shocking day I had on the show was uh, sometime in the seventh season where Jonathan Levin of Spelling's Henchman came down and told me the company would not be needing my services anymore. Mm. And I was fairly shocked because we had just done like 128 episodes in four years and, you know, pretty fucking good show. Uh, And they said, we're going to go in a different direction. And that was it. I mean, uh, so that was pretty shocking to me. It changed things. And again, you know, as we talked about, you know, there was the curse of the spelling show. It's hard. You had to break that down. It was not a, it was not a career builder. But Larry, when you think about that, Larry, you should know something. Here's something you should know that nobody escorted you off the premises, right? Not that day, because I still had to hand in the uh, graduation. (laughs) Did you get escorted off? No, 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 I did. No, but anybody in management, in my time there, in my five years there, the management side. Yeah, they got. Every single person who was a president of this one, when they got let go, an armed guard, their office got locked, and they got escorted to the elevator. The only (laughs) exception was an executive who was kind of uh, in, in, in the business side, name, first name was Ron, and he and I rode down the elevator together to our, to our where our, our cars oh, were parking, always parked yeah. near each other because we got to that perk. And we looked at each other and, you know, we're the only two to leave this company that aren't, didn't get escorted out of here. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so I wondered if, you know, no, although no, I, I wouldn't I, I, necessarily I the creative. But. but I think in a way, Larry, it was a but blessing in disguise because season eight was not something that you would have been really thrilled with. So it's life is life, you know. Yeah, roll with it, and it's all. Good. Hey, we we wouldn't probably have been such great buddies if if you had done exactly. It. We had some adventures after that, and you know yeah, exactly all the crazy shows yeah. we did together. <laughs> all right, uh, I think this has been great. Uh, does Jessica, Sarah, or Aaron have anything else you guys want to ask or talk about a moment with them? I'm happy to have that happen. Go ahead, Sarah. Looks like she has a piece of paper. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm okay. gonna, I, I mean, there's so many. Again, so many ways to go down. It's such a broad topic, but I feel like yeah, the big ones. 
Yeah. yeah. Aaron, I, was, I was thinking Jack McKay. That was the other big one. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a couple oh, things I mean, with Jack McKay. There's like the bomb, right? But then yeah. there's the fact that later on they used an idea Returning. that you had, Chuck, about him coming back from the dead or whatever, <laughs> that he wasn't killed. Um, you want to talk quickly about the Jack McKay bomb? I don't think there was ever any, certainly there was no uh, pushback at all from the network or the company. Everybody got why we were doing it, where it was going. And, uh, and it was allowed me to uh, get to, you know, collaborate with Karen on the child as the father as a man, which was a pretty, uh, you know, was, 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 was about as spiritual as we can get, you know, she and I. So we, that was a, we enjoyed that one a lot, seriously. But you did leave it that way, Chuck. You left it open so that per perhaps we never see Jack McKay blow up. You left it well, open. Well, I shot it because that I wanted to shoot that way because I thought I'd bring him back in the, you know, fairly soon, like maybe in season six. I don't know. But uh, I was really more oriented to that, you know, uh, with, with that. And, and, and also, we just loved the actors so much. Everybody loved working with them, and, and he and Luke got on so great. And, yeah. Wildman, it was a good little unit that had. Yeah. It's interesting, Chuck. You were gone in season six when Tony died, but before we came on, you, you and Larry and me were talking, and you speculated something that you would have maybe done in that in that storyline with Jack. You said well, maybe, maybe him, him not being dead would have been something to reveal at a certain point in before him left. You yeah, know, I always regret. Aaron gave me the option to stay for those thirteen. And we had already booked our trip to Italy. But there's a part of me that often always wonders, should I, you know, what, what, what could we have done? But that's a what if. Yeah. Live long enough, forget the what ifs, it, you know. Well, this has been fun, guys. Jessica, Sarah, and Aaron, it's always good to see you. So come back often. And, thank you very much. Thank thanks for, for keeping you. the torch going. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having thank us. Thank you very much. Thanks for keeping people streaming. Yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, we will see everybody next week. Thank you guys uh, for everything this week. We will see you again next week. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye-bye, everybody.